What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Contact Podcast. If this is the first time that you're listening, thank you so very much for tuning in. We have a very special guest today. We have Paris Cariz. Paris, how you doing today? Pretty good, man. How you doing? Pretty good. Do rag P. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> there was a little bit of controversy with that a couple of years ago, right? With uh, uh with uh, uh Do rag Cole. Yeah, man. Yeah, we cool though. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I had yeah. to bring that up. That's been a couple of years ago, though, right? Yeah, we didn't talk about that probably like thirty times. Oh, really? We talk about that. We we used to talk about it all the time. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so what we do on here before we like get started is we have, we do something on here called the Big Three, and the Big Three is just three off the wall, random, goofy questions. Hopefully, ones that you haven't had on the show before. So, you ready? Yeah, let's get it. All right. So, question number one. So if you could if you could choose to be friends with one character from an animated cartoon movie, whatever, who would it be? Animated cartoon movie? Movie, yeah, TV show, whatever. One uh, character. Because I know you're an anime fan, right? Uh hey Arnold. Oh hey if Arnold? I, if I had to go if I had to go listen, I would say uh, Afro Samurai. If I had to say anime. Yeah. Afro Samurai, yeah. Goku. I don't know anything about anime, so I'm lost. Oh, you ain't, I thought that's no, what you I don't, You were just saying no, anime. No, no. No, I, was, I just know you're into anime, so I said, if you want to go anime, go ahead, but I, I'm not going to know who I'm, you're talking about. Uh, but nah, I would say, hey, Arnold, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> yeah, that's a throwback. Yeah, the, the 90s cartoons, that was where it was at. Yeah, they don't make anything like that nowadays. Like some of the best cartoons of all time. Yeah, definitely. Rocket Power, Static Shock, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, question number two: What type of cheese would do you get on your cheeseburger? Swiss. Swiss? Yeah. Go pepper jack. Nah, Swiss. I mean, if I'm yeah, at no. getting pepper jack, if I'm at Chick Fil A, I'm getting pepper jack. Yeah. There you go. It's just go. Right. just regular Swiss. burger. It's yeah. Just, just a regular. Burger. Nah. You got you got to go pepper jack every time. Swiss cheese. <laughs> All right, so question number three. Have you seen the, the – surely you have seen the Rocky movies, right? Yeah. Okay, so which one of Rocky's opponents do you think you have the best chance to hang with in a fight? Creed. Creed? Yeah. You're about the son or the dad? The dad. The dad? Yeah. I, I don't know. He taught everything – he taught Rocky everything he knew in the third one. Yeah, but still, like, the Russian dude will probably literally kill me. <laughs> Yeah, that dude was crazy. Uh, Mr. T would literally kill me. Uh, well, oh no, you know, you know what? Dude, what number... What's the one where he was fighting in the street? He like he was fighting. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The the dude with the uh, the Jerry curl or whatever yeah. he had. Yeah, like, Tommy Gun. Tommy Gun. I, I would fight. Mm-hmm. Tommy. Fight Tommy. Gunn. Yeah, fighting him in the street, and then he had to take out the the manager or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. But, yeah, those were good I, movies. I have the best chance of beating him for sure. Yeah. All right. So that's the big three. All right. So uh, my next question for you is, what do you have against ramen noodles? Because I know you got that one line where you said, where you said, uh, when you're eating ramen, but your taste buds out back. Right. No, I have nothing's wrong with ramen. I'm saying like that, that (laughs) part was like a sentence of like, 
it was like a metaphor in the sense of you want, you know what I'm saying? You have a taste or you have a want or desire for, um, you know, I'm just better, better at life, better food, better, you know what I'm saying? Friends, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You want, you desire that, but all you have in front of you is ramen noodles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've had a steak before, but I, I don't eat steak every day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I would like a steak, but all I got is ramen noodles. Mm-hmm. Grew up on ramen noodles. So it's yeah, like, that's what I was I'm, I'm just messing with you a little bit because that's how I grew up too. Putting the, I would put the Taco Bell seasoning in there, the little Taco Bell hot sauce. Oh, for real? No, I ain't never did. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good. You should try it. Yeah, my grandma, she, uh, she was texting me. This was a couple months ago. And she's talking about, yeah, we're having ramen for dinner. And the way we always did it, we would just put it in water, stick it in the microwave. And then you're good to go. She was putting it in a pot, putting all these ingredients in there with it. And I was like, you're doing too much for something that's 25 cents. Right. Oh, she had the regular pack? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. She was in there in the kitchen cooking yeah. it up, cooking Making it up right. It's next level. Yeah. Yeah. She's taking oh. it to the next level. So, uh, so let's go back to like your younger days, like growing up in Detroit, right? Mm-hmm. So what was that like for you? Just like your upbringing. Uh, I mean, in a long story short, it was growing up in a slightly impoverished area. Um, you know what I'm saying? Attending public school, mm-hmm. sharing books, sharing yeah. pretty much everything with your classmates. Yeah, it was like, you know what I'm saying? Any kid that grew up in a single parent house. Probably middle school. I I, from elementary to middle school, I probably spent a lot of time on myself because my mom was at work. Mm -hmm. So I would come home, see my mom for 30 minutes, an hour. and uh, She has to go to work. Yeah, she she works from three in the afternoon to three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. I'm saying so. Then I got to see the other side when I moved to Tulsa. So what brought that on? Why did you move to Tulsa? Uh, just being in trouble, getting in trouble. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, hanging out with the wrong crowd. My mm-hmm. grade started slipping once I got to high school. Mm-hmm. In middle school, I was on an honor roll. Uh, by the time my first report card came in in ninth grade, I think I had like a 1.4 or something like that. Dang. Um, and my mom, she just, it was just a decline. We could see it. She could see it. She just uh, told me I could move to Oklahoma. And I was really heavy into playing basketball. So my uncle showed me where I would go to school. Yeah. And it, was, it was this huge school with a huge basketball court. And I was just, mm-hmm. I, I want to see that. I want to see what that's like. Because playing basketball in Detroit, I always tell this story. I, mean, I remember one time I was in like eighth grade or seventh grade. We, we had, I had a game. And yeah. before the game, you know what I'm saying? Where uh, this this the other team is shooting free throws. Yeah. Right on the baseline, right under the goal, you just see a rat run right past. Right oh, John. Right that sounds the, like my high school. <laughs> ran right from under these bleachers on the court to the other bleachers. You know During the game? During the game. Why he shooting Dang. free throws? Uh, so, I mean, that just lets you know where we was at. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, seeing the court that I went to, I went to Union High School out here in Tulsa. Just seeing that court alone, it's like, yeah, I'm trying to go there. I want to play in, you know what I'm saying, the big lights like that. 
Yeah. And crazy enough, I never even got to play. Maybe I've only played one game. In high school? Uh, no, uh, once I moved to Oklahoma. I only played one, maybe, well, I played like, I only played one high school game in the gym that I'm talking about. Yeah. But I only played three games total because I, I dislocated my hip. Oh, dang. I was out for the in the entire year. I moved here mm-hmm. basically at the beginning of my 11th grade year. And when you transfer schools, you can't play basketball right away. Right. So I had to sit out my 11th grade year. And then when I started to play 12th grade, I was starting. In the third game of the season, I dislocated my hip. And I was out for the whole season. Mm. So it was, like, it was tough. Even moving state to state, you had to sit out a year? Man, that's crazy. I didn't know because, like, I live in Tennessee and how it is here, like, because Georgia, you know, I'm right on the line. If you went to Georgia, you could play, at least when I was in high school, of course, I ain't been in high school in 10 years. So right. it might have changed. But I know when I was in high school, if you moved state to state, you could still play. Yeah. That's nah. crazy. I mean, it might have changed now, but at that yeah. time, no, nah, it wasn't. Mm. Yeah, I, I used to play I used to play basketball all the time. That was That was my dream. I wanted to go to the league, you know what I mean? And of course, you know, it didn't, it didn't happen. But uh, I remember there was this one time talking about high school games. We played this high school that was, it's a pretty big school here in the Chattanooga area. And it was a public school. I I played for a a private Christian school. Okay. And uh, I had, it was one of my better games. And uh, I think, I don't know, I had like 20 something points. And so I came down, we came down and one of their guys shot it and missed it. And we had a couple guys that was on the team that, they couldn't have played any other school. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where the level of talent was. <laughs> so, dude on our team catches the rebound. As soon as he catches the rebound, he turns around to me. I was a guard. I'm like, you know, here, here you go, ball, ball, ball. And he said, no, nah, you've already scored enough today. He turns around, shoots it on their basket. <laughs> and everybody in the stands, you know, are going crazy, yelling at Like, what do you, you know? And we're what like, are what are you doing? doing? No. So, he catches the rebound. He misses. He's standing right beside the basket. All the other players just move back. He misses, gets his own rebound, shoots it again, and makes it. And then we're like, I just gave him the ball. I said, go throw it in. Now we got to go down there. <laughs> you know, you just right, we got to go score where we actually supposed to score. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was the kind of stuff we were having to deal with back in the day. But yeah. All right. That didn't even make sense. Why did he say that? I don't know. I guess because he hadn't scored and he was going to score. Even if it was going to be for the other team, he was going to get his name in the paper. <laughs> I scored negative two. <laughs> right. I got negative two points today. Yeah. So, yeah. But it is what it is. So, but you ended up playing college ball, right? Yeah. I still play. I still ended up playing college ball. Mm-hmm. I went to a club school. The school I was supposed to go to, they backed out because I had a hip injury. Yeah. So I went to a club school for like two years, three years. And uh, it was crazy enough. My second year at that school, because we would play, uh, we were like, we was the type of team that, like, we would be called to D2s and D1s for, like, a tune-up game. Yeah, yeah. Like but we a would, minor league almost? Yeah, but we would go yeah. in. We could actually play, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, like, And I remember we played uh, We played at this uh, school called Southwestern. It's an NAIA D1. And we was like they tune-up game. Mm-hmm. Ended up beating them by, like, 10. And I had, like, 33 or something like that. 33. Dang. And uh, the coach at that school – um, you know, cause he knew I went to a club school. He was like, man, well, you know, I, he just, I just remember he's like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. I didn't get to go anywhere cause I dislocated my hip in high school. So, you know what I'm saying? I just came here to, to just kind of get back into the groove of playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Right. 
Um, and I just happened to, you know what I'm saying, the coach that I had, he kind of helped me kind of get better, ment- like, in my mental. Like, I was yeah. mentally weak basketball-wise. Um, he just made me, like, mentally tough. Like, my first year, he suspended me, like, nine times just because I had a mouth. I was you know, mm-hmm. fresh out of Detroit. Like, I didn't, I wasn't really saved yet. Like, I had been to church. Yeah. But I was still kind of wasn't saved. Not, not in the sense where I was, like, uh, you could see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I knew you could about tell. You, you know what I'm saying? I didn't live like I knew about and I, I remember that first year, like he didn't he didn't care how good I was. He just kept suspending me. If I had anything to say, he'd just suspend me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I learned more about that because I love basketball more than I love right. talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hurt. My team was trash. You know what I'm saying? We didn't get good till like my second year and third year. My third year, we was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it, it's 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 all it was all part of the process, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm about to go hoop today, no cap. There you go. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's just, it's just a part of who I am. Cause yeah. I that I'm, I was the same way. I was really trying to make it to the league. Yeah, yeah. Or at least overseas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just wanted to yeah. be playing basketball, but at home it just went away. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 how I felt too coming up. Cause that was all I ever did: middle school, high school, and that was the thing too. Every coach that I had was always talking about potential. You got potential for this, potential for that. But I think. One thing that I kind of realized over the last couple of years is like God doesn't put something in your life that you can't handle. So evidently, yeah. I, if, if I would have went to that level, I wouldn't have been able to handle it for whatever reason. You know and, what I mean? And probably like and with basketball, it's like one year is like every three years. You know what I'm saying? As far as like the toll on your body. So it's like mm-hmm. you don't got too much time to like. Oh, yeah. You can't you can't make it to the league at 29 and have impact like you would want to, unless you're that. You remember Pablo Prigioni? played for the Knicks. Yeah, Pri- years ago. but he was he a played- 30 year he was a 30 year old rookie. Yep. Yeah, he came. I remember he came walking out there. He had that receding hairline and everything. I'm like, who let the janitor out here to <laughs> to try to play? Ain't really had but- no. Like you already old. <laughs> Music, you know what I'm saying? Like, I could start having an impact at 35. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could start having a real impact on people's lives at 35. You know what I'm saying? At 30. Yeah. Um. So it's like it's it's more of a. I don't know. I think it was. I I, I think I played basketball to learn how to lead and learn how to follow. Yeah. Silly to make it league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And two, you're talking about how you were kind of undisciplined, and then to have that coach, kind of like a father figure type, step in and. Yep. And kind of rein you in a little bit, so that's a good thing. So, how did you? So, did you? You got hurt in college. Yeah, I got hurt in college too. I, I, I now look at it. I think I'm just injury prone. Yeah, like Greg Oden. I don't think I'm injury prone that bad. <laughs> do, you know, you know Sam. Do you remember Sam Bowie? He played in. He played for Kentucky, and then I think he got picked over Jordan in the draft. Yep, pretty he, sure. Did you see that documentary with him? Uh uh-uh. uh He was talking about because you know he was having all these leg issues. And he said that, uh, you know, he kept breaking his legs, kept breaking his legs. Yeah. And then he was, he thought he was better and they were warming up and he literally just, he was a post. So he was standing on the, the block, just doing post moves, you know, going over his left shoulder, going over his right. And he said, literally, he just turned around and then his teammate was looking at him like, you good? And he's like, I think I just broke my leg. And he was literally just, he said he was barely moving and he just broke his leg. And so it's like, I didn't know that. I got to watch yeah. that. 
Yeah, I can't I can't remember the name of that. I think it was a thirty for thirty, probably. Probably a thirty. But, yeah. yeah, he was a bad boy in college. I I knew about Sam Bowie, but I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he was constantly getting hurt, and yeah, he was you know to get picked. I'm pretty sure he got picked over Jordan. He probably did. I know a I'm lot. Sure. Jordan went like. Yeah, I I think he did because I think Bowie got drafted by Portland, and Portland was saying, "Well, we don't need Jordan. We already got Clyde Drexler." Right. You know, so they picked Sam Bowie. And then he just kept getting hurt. But anyway, back to what you were saying about your injury. Yeah. Uh, nah, yeah, I got injured in college. Um, I broke my foot. It was really like a – it was like a stress break, though. I got yeah. to break it off one move. Like, I, I just remember, like, the last four games before Christmas break, uh, my foot was just bothering me bad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just remember telling Coach, like, man – I don't think I should shoot around for these next two days before the next game. Like, my foot hurt. Yeah. Uh, he was just like, nah, like, you got to play. Like, we need you. Because we had a 6'10". We had a 6'10". That was ineligible that we was waiting on. So, we were trying to win a few games before second semester started. You know, right. conference but it's second semester. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, we're trying to go into the, the conference play, you know what I'm saying, four games, five games in a row wins. And I think mm-hmm. two or three. And uh, I don't know. It happened super random. And it wasn't like anything weird. It was just like a little sharp pain. Mm-hmm. And by the fourth game, right before Christmas break, I just remember I was having a terrible game. And I, uh, one of my teammates, he broke his hand earlier that year. And he had uh, some, I forgot what they're called, but they're pain relievers. It's like muscle relaxers. Yeah. Um. So before, like before games, I would just take two of his pills because he's, <laughs> Like for you real. just taking his stuff, man. I was dedicated <laughs> Damn, man. Oh. to a fault. Good lord, my, my coach wouldn't let me sit out. I'm trying to tell you, my he was good lord. Out. Like you gotta play. Did they not have like a trainer? I'm about to get to it. I'm about okay, to get okay, it. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is all how I just you know what I'm saying started to. Yeah. So uh, the last game, I remember I took the pills, but this time, like my second. By the like middle way of the first half, like it's not feeling better. Like I, I feel numb, but I can still feel the pain in my foot. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Having a terrible game. I think at this point I was like 0 for 9. Oh man, I was having a horrible game. So right before the uh, right before the half, you know what I'm saying, coach is like, man, I'm gonna try to get you going. You know what I'm saying, just gonna run it simple. You know what I'm saying, pin down, go to your left hand. Either get fouled, make the layup, you know what I'm saying, and one, go to the free throw line, get some points on the board. You were a lefty? I'm ambidextrous. Okay, you know okay, I got you. I, got I, you. I, I like to drive right. I like to drive left, finish right, or drive right, finish left. You know what I'm saying? Or drive left, yeah. finish right. You know what I'm saying? So he wanted me to drive left so I could finish with my right hand. I was a better finisher with my right hand. Uh, so simple pin down, jab left, drive right, go, you know what I'm saying? Get to the free throw line or make the bucket. We go into the half. And we, I feel better about you scoring, whatever. Yeah, I make the move. You know what I'm saying? It's, I got a guy in the corner. His guy, his guy digs as I'm driving. So I pro hop and I land on two feet. All I remember is when I landed on my two feet, like man, it just bone, mm. like the bone in my foot, kind of just split up, and I just fell. I shot Dang. my two free throws. I made both. You know what I'm saying? I was on my Kobe. I was on my Kobe vibe. I went to the line. <laughs> I made. I just told him, like, I can't play. Like, something happened. Yeah. And then uh, I just remember, like, during the break, 
first second half, the their trainer, because it was an away game, their trainer, she's grabbing my foot. And I just remember her like barely touching my foot. She like barely put her finger on my foot. And it was like a pain went from like my foot to my back. Mm. And I was like, it was over. And man, so we get the next day we get back home. You know what I'm saying? It's it's weird a couple days away from spring break or yeah. winter break. Uh, yeah, winter break. So I'm going to the trainer. Like, I ain't even going to class. Like, man, I'm like, my foot is in pain. Like, I'm not going to class. I'm going to the trainer. I'm in the training office all day today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I go to the trainer. I'm like, man, like, something happened at the away game yesterday. All I know is I can't. I could barely walk. You know what I'm saying? I think it took me to get from my apartment to the training office. It took me an hour because I couldn't put pressure on my foot. You know what I'm saying? Um. What happened? The first thing he says is we don't have any more boots. <laughs> I, I, mind you, I'm at ID. Wait, so you're you're not wearing you're not using like crutches or anything. You're just hobbling to the. That's why it took me an hour. <laughs> it took me. I, you know, I, live, I live downstairs in the apartment. It took me like 25 minutes to walk to my car. Good lord. Got in the car, went to the school, and it took me like 30 minutes to get in the building. You know what I'm saying? In the gym. Just because I couldn't put no pressure on my foot, like I'm, I'm literally like, you was you walking to Jackie Moon's office or what, what's the deal? What kind of school is this? I was that hurt. Yeah, it didn't matter about it. I was that hurt. So boom, he's like, what? He said we don't have any more boots. I'm like, huh? He's like, what size are you? I'm, <laughs> what does that matter if he ain't got no boots? I'm like size twelve. He's like, we don't have any more. I'm like, what are you like? Y'all got some smaller sizes. Y'all got a ten. I'll take a ten just so I can let's wrap that dude up or something. Get that get that tape out. You want to know what he says? Hmm. This man says, "Why don't you just go see your doctor? Christmas break is up the street." Yeah, there you go. (laughs) You just pay for it. I'm like, bro, I broke my foot in an SCU jersey. Yeah, not 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 in street clothes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I understand that. So I'm like, do y'all have any crutches? He's like, not for your height. I'm like, talking about this. This was the athletic trainer, right? Yes, bro. This okay, is so how tall are you? Building. What are you like, seven five or something? If they don't have one your size, I'm I'm six three. Nope. I mean, come on now. Like he's like he keeps telling me all the soccer people got him. I'm like, bro, I don't care. Like, go get somebody's. So long story short, I just remember breaking down, crying because I was. Mm. I just felt like that was terrible. Like the and then what made it worse is I'm telling the story funny, but it's like it was serious. I mean, he didn't even care. Yeah, yeah. And you're in your mind, you, like you said a second ago, you're going to the league. I'm you trying to I mean? league. I'm, and, and, and and then even less, even more than that. Like I said, I broke my foot in an SCU jersey, not on not on the street by myself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I if I did break my foot and, and tried to come to the school to get the school to pay for it, that's one thing. Yeah. But if, Oh, I, I broke my foot playing basketball for this school. Like, what do you mean go to my doctor and pay for it? Like, that didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. So the pain that I was in and how I was feeling, I, I just remember breaking. I just broke down crying in my truck. You know what I'm saying? I was mad. And that kind of ultimately led to me dropping out of school and fully pursuing music. Yeah. That was like the path. Yeah. So it's like, that's the, that's the thing about it, too. Were you saved at this time? Yes, I was. Ooh, that was a Christian school. The, the, Christian school. 
the the club school I got saved at the club school I was at. The club school that I was at is Rama Bible Church. Uh-huh. It's a it's a Bible training center. They they just got a basketball team. I got you. And I went there to hoop and ended up like getting actually saved. Wow. Yeah, like I went there to just play basketball. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I ran into coach. I had real friends and I actually got actually saved. And then I, and the school that I that gave me a Southwestern is a, a Christian college. Mm-hmm. They, I said NAID one though. Yeah. But yeah. Now that's that's crazy. So did you grow up? So you grow up grew up in uh Detroit. Did y'all go to were you raised in like church or anything like that? Or was that really like your first experience sort of. around like Christians? <laughs> I knew I knew about God. Like my my mom had been to church. My grandmother is a saint. Like whose grandmother isn't? Yeah, my grandmother's a saint. Uh, I have I had Christian friends, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't like my mom gave me a choice if I wanted to go to church. I got you. If anybody, you know, what I'm saying she always asked me if I wanted to go to church. She, you know, what I'm saying, but I had to. Obviously, she made me be a man of my word. Like you want to go, you said you was gonna go, you gotta go, but you don't yeah. have to don't want to go. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm asking you. So I had a thing, and I think God did that on purpose too. Because um, like looking back, I always had like the same type of feeling like for certain things or uh, certain convictions. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I didn't know why I felt like that. I just I just wouldn't do things other people would do. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I just wouldn't go as far as certain people would go. You know what I'm saying? And I never understood why. Cause even in that, in those environments, I was the odd one out. You know what I'm saying, kind of like Christian hip hop. Like I'm accepted, but I'm like the odd person out. You know what mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm just different enough to stand out, um, good or bad. Yeah. And I think uh, I don't know. I just think that's how God wanted it to be. Yeah. Then that's a part of my calling. You know yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, se- it seems like even even though you weren't saved at that time coming up, the Holy Spirit was still doing that work inside you to where you couldn't, where you weren't doing the things like other people were doing. Because, like, I felt the same way because, like, I remember growing up, some of the people that I hung out with, they had partaken, you know, things they shouldn't. And I would always, as soon as that stuff came out, I would just get up and leave. You know, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to go hoop or I'm going to go, you know, over here or whatever. You know, that was never, it was never like a temptation for me, like being around that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, a funny story about that. I mean, it's not funny about your injury, but a funny story about an injury too is there was this dude that I played with in high school, and he was he was probably the best player I ever played with, and uh, he had a chance to go to MTSU, Middle Tennessee State in Murfreesboro, but then he kind of messed that up. And that's, it's a sad story. But anyways, when we were sophomores, um, he was one of the better players around this area, and I remember he was talking about how he got he was getting hurt one game. And he would lay down. He always, he had this high pitched voice, and so he was laying there on the ground, holding his leg. Oh, somebody needs to go get my lotion. And they they would bring lotion. He would just put lotion on his leg. He's right. Like, yeah, I'm I'm good now, coach. I'm good. Now. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, well, you need you need to put some on your ankles there too, boy. <laughs> right. That's. But, but yeah, he was he was one of those types. You, I'm sure you've played with that type before that always thinks they're getting hurt. Always, yep. has, you know, somebody's always got to check on them because they're hurt. So uh, let's do this because I've not had I've had uh, Zonti on before, but I didn't know he knew anything about basketball till like the end of the episode. So uh, let's do let's do this. I ain't never seen you play. You ain't never seen me play. If we had a three on three, 
What two what two players would you pick? From anywhere? Uh yeah, it could be it could be all time. It could be NBA, it could be somebody that you played with back in the day. It don't matter anybody. LeBron and Shaq. LeBron and Shaq. Yes. Okay, so I'll take uh you know Pete Maravich? Yes, I know Pete Maravich. I'm locking yeah. Maravich up. Oh, no. I'm locking Pete up. No, okay. Funny story about that. I played uh, one of my high school coaches. He actually played at Mississippi State, and uh, he played against Pete. Well, he was on the team at Mississippi State, and they played Pete Maravich back in the day. Okay. You know, this dude was getting 40 points a night, 40, 50 points a night in college. And uh, they had this dude from Mississippi State that was talking junk all week leading up to the LSU game. Oh, yeah, I'm locking him up. He ain't getting 40 on me, blah, 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 all this other garbage. And then he said, uh, before the game, the dude leaned over and said something to him, to Pete Maravich. And uh, my coach said that he just kind of looked at him and just kind of laughed. And then they tipped it off, and he said he took like two or three steps inside the half court and shot it, swished it, and he had like 50-something points that night. <laughs> I was like, you done pissed him off for no reason. You already know he's going to get 40. Made him mad for no apparent reason. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. I played with dudes like like if you they, they'll it's almost like they play down until you make them mad yeah yeah i'm yeah if they're that good oh yeah yeah it, that, that used to kind of frustrate me back in the day too because it's like if we're if we're, i was always on the under the like assumption like we're here trying to get better so it's like let's let's stop playing around let's play for real you know let's try to get better but anyway so um the music was it always like just music for you or were you into like other forms of art like maybe writing or or like painting anything like that yeah drawing writing um i know how to draw a little bit i used to know how to draw a lot better but drawing is like one of those things like if you don't use it you lose it yeah from experience at least yeah, um, i can't draw nothing so uh and uh, writing elementary i wrote a book um, i used to write short stories mm-hmm um, just words in general, spelling bees. Um, I've been in like four or five spelling bees growing up. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Middle school, high school. Um, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I like to paint, but I, I don't usually paint. Like, I'd rather mm-hmm. buy like other people's art. You know what I'm saying? Or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm a, I like a collect art. I don't like to necessarily. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Um, but your your covers, all your covers, I just asked that because, you know, on your albums, most of your covers are pretty, you know, they're like artistic. You know what yeah. I mean? They're pretty dope. So it's like, I just didn't know if maybe that was something you had a passion for back in the day uh, or was it always? I think it's just a, a, a passion for art in general. Um, yeah. Special, especially visual art. Yeah. Art is definitely just like a thing. Uh, it's, it just comes natural. Like, even if, 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 even if I can't do it, I have an eye for what is dope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm just from experience of living. So I just try to utilize that with uh, with my cover arts. You know what I'm saying? And, and I have people around me that help uh, kind of complete what it is I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'll have a thought, but then my boy, J, J, one of my friends, JV, yeah. like for our 2045 cover, I didn't want it to be pink and blue. I just wanted it to be white clouds and the same, you know what I'm saying, the same me. But he made it pop visually. You know what I'm saying? That was yeah. the 
the color schemes and the way that it glowed was kind of his. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But that was his touch. Yeah. But the actual like shot and the essence, you know what I'm saying? The core of the photo is, you know what I'm saying? That's my touch. That's like my idea. But he completes the idea. He pushes forward the idea. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just important to have people around you. Oh, that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That can see what you see and see it different as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bring more to the table. I think that's important too, like that you're willing to accept other people's, like maybe their opinion on this or that. Because a lot of people will be like, no, it's just, this is exactly what I had in mind. So we're just going to go with this. I don't need anybody's input. You know what I mean? But I'm, a, I'm the type of person where I got to, like, I'm like that. Yeah. I don't like to work with anybody because I don't like everybody's stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm very picky. I'm very. Uh, particular. I'm very particular. I'll say that. Um, but like my boy JV is like, I remember when like he's from he's basically from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So when I when I came out here in high school, I remember like he had one in ninth because he a year younger than me. <clears throat> so he had this big. They used to uh, like have um, like showcases for the art class for all the best artists in the school. And he had this, he had like drew three pictures of, like he did three portraits. I think he did Jordan, Obama, and somebody else. Yeah. And they were in the casing. And I just remember like walking by like, bro, I thought these was like photos. Like that's yeah. how, that's how crazy John is with just drawing, mm-hmm. let alone art. Like he, like if he draw a picture of you, like I've seen him draw, like I've seen him look at me and then draw pictures of my face on like, sticky notes and like and it looks just like me yeah you know what i'm saying so it's like he said when he i've seen him do stuff like that so when he say no i see this it's easy to listen because i've seen what you're capable of you know what i'm saying yeah you got a history together so you know what he's capable of doing or even seeing somebody's potential if i can see your potential i'll take your criticism but it's like i said a line in this song that's not out yet like how you broken doing nothing trying to tell us like Mm. If you're if you're if you don't look like you're doing something or you know what I'm saying have the credentials that you have done something, like I don't think it's much to talk about. Yeah. It it seems like the, the people that are like that, and there's this movie back in the day, you probably haven't seen it, it's pretty low budget. You well, you've probably seen The Chosen. Have you seen The Chosen? No, nah, I haven't seen that. Oh, you ain't seen The Chosen? Okay. Uh, it's a, it's a, a TV show about Jesus. It just came out uh, a couple years ago. Okay. Anyway, the creator of that, he made this movie back in the day. It was called a uh, hometown legend. You ever okay. heard of that? It's a football uh-huh. movie. <clears throat> well, in the movie, um, they get mad. This, uh, they're in the diner. It's like one of those small town football. I think it was a set in Alabama. So it's like small town football, you know, football is life in Alabama. Yeah. So it's like, Everybody goes to eat at the same diner, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. His coach, the coach is eating um, in the diner with the assistant coach. And then it's like his granddaughter and somebody else. And anyway, there's a dad that's mad because the coach benched his son. And so he's just over there talking, 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 talking. And the coach ain't saying nothing. He's just sitting there eating. And then the granddaughter's like, isn't it funny how the dumbest people always have the most to say? And it's like, that's so true. I mean, I'm not trying to call people names, but it's like. The the people that should not be talking and the people that are not doing anything at all, they're the ones that's got the most to say to somebody that that's actually putting in work, trying to do something, trying to create something or better themselves or, you know what I mean? Not doing nothing. 
mm-hmm. not doing anything, but you have so much to say about what I'm doing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, I, I just can't let that fly. And I used to, like, because, and that's, I think I'm, I feel strongly about it now, is because I used to listen to everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to be respectful and trying to be kind. But it's like, man, people will really lead you astray. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, intentionally or unintentionally, it doesn't matter. You leading me astray. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Just being yeah. more confident in myself and the ideas that God has given me. And even, you know what I'm saying? Just being confident of that I'm actually hearing the Holy Spirit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's like another thing, too. It's like being afraid of, am I really hearing God or is this is what I want to do? Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. I got to. Gotta, I, sometimes I just got to see something before I just listen to you, especially when it comes to my art. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Oh, yeah. I, I can learn something from anybody when it comes to my art. Like, nah, I'm okay. Yeah. And plus two, that's it's big because it's got your name on it. Right. You know, and so whatever comes out, I, I, I look at it the same way, like with this podcast, like there's been times that I've recorded episodes before and then didn't put it out because it's like, this is this reflects back on me, even if some, you know, something somebody else says is still going to come back on me. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it doesn't matter if your audience is one person or a hundred. Yeah. You know, if your name's on it, you got to make sure it's something that you're. You got to own it. Especially, especially when it's something that you're trying to point others to Christ. Yeah. That's that's very important, too, because you don't ever want to, like, confuse people. Or yeah. like you said, people can lead you astray. You don't want to lead somebody else astray too. There's a verse. I can't remember exactly. I was reading it not too long ago where it was talking about like um, teachers are held to a higher standard. Standard. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, I don't consider myself a teacher. You probably don't consider yourself a teacher, but it's like anytime you're putting something out and somebody can glean from it or learn something from it, you're teaching somebody something. You know what I mean? So. Gary. Yeah. It's, you, yeah you got it. You got to be like conscious of what you're doing. Because, you know, literally everything you do, especially when you're a Christian and you're owning it, you know, that's it's you can fall, you can stumble real quick. One word can just ruin their whole testimony. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So um, how old were you when you moved to were you like high school age when you moved to Tulsa? Yeah, I was 15. So how was that like? So because I'm assuming. So do you play ball in Detroit? Yep. So, because I, I know for me, I moved around a lot coming up, but since I could play a ball, that was always like, you know, I would just go to that group and yeah. you, know, you could fit in once you get in with the Hoopers, you know. So, was that what it was like for you moving to Tulsa? Because, I mean, that's tough high school age moving to a completely new. Yeah. That had to be a culture shock, too. No, nah, yeah, absolutely. Totally different. Two totally different cultures, two totally different types of people. Um, I think the thing with me, though, is I'm, a, uh, I'm like a chameleon. Yeah. Um, I can kind of pretty much adjust to any climate I'm in. Um, I think I've been on being, just being on both sides of the, I've been what, you know what I'm saying? With some called the trenches and I've been in the suburbs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I've been in the middle where it's like, like SCU where it's half people coming from Texas and the hood. And then half people coming from Lubbock, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm in the smack, I'm in the middle of two, Two different types of people groups, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm, I've always been told since I was a kid uh, that I'm a gatherer of people, so it's like people will gravitate towards me. Yeah, and I'm a pretty, especially when I don't know, but when I, when I don't know anybody, I'm very, very quiet into myself. Yeah, or if I feel uncomfortable, 
like a defense mechanism is to like just be to myself. Um, and then, but after a while, because I, I am a, I'm, uh, with, I'm what some would call a fashionista. Mm-hmm. Like I would attract people based on what the shoes I was wearing or the yeah. shirt that I was wearing. People, it's like a, it's like a, uh, what's they like a icebreaker. Yeah. I'm saying somebody say I literally have one of my best friends to this day because we were sitting outside of uh, Union, the high school here in Oklahoma. Uh, he was actually from Houston, Texas, and me being from Detroit, I had on like, man, I had on a terrible outfit. Now looking back, this outfit was horrible, but it was stuff that nobody here in Oklahoma was wearing. Right, different culture. It's different types of. You know what I'm saying? And the, the, he was sitting next to me. He could see it. He was like, "Man, you're not from here, are you?" And I'm like, "Nah." <laughs> I mean, I could tell by the way you dress, like nobody will wear that. I had like a, it was like a, uh, like a Nike tech, but it was like rockerwear, but it, it looked, it was like a zip up yeah, jacket. And it was like, half of it was like royal purple, like diagonal. And then the mm-hmm. other half was like white. And then I had on light blue jeans and then I had on white and purple forces. It was horrible. Mm. It was, ugh, it was God awful. <laughs> it was God awful. But would you say this was last week? Is that what you said? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, this is my, my junior year. Um, yeah. And we just, we kicked it off from there. And he was a senior. But just because we had a mutual respect for what we had on, mm-hmm. hey, he's one of my best friends. You know what I'm That's saying? That's crazy. Um, so, yeah. like I forgot the original question that you asked. But... I think just, I do. just just I mean you kind of touched on it. I mean just like how it was for you moving like basically starting high school because you said you were, what fifteen something like that. Right. Yeah, tenth grade. Like literally, yeah. I, I went to I got two report cards in tenth grade in Detroit, and then I moved to Oklahoma. And mm-hmm. you know when you move in schools, like I had to. I didn't really go to school till like January or February. Right. Yeah. But I had like two, and out here we got they got out of school like the first week of May. Oh dang! In Detroit, I was getting out in the middle of June. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Going to school from eight to three. Out here, they go to school from seven forty-five to two o'clock. But that was, you know, what I'm saying. I'm like, wow, like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, so it was like I, I went to, I was in tenth grade out here for like three and a half months. So it was like that wasn't really nothing. Um, so did your family? Did your whole family? So who'd you live with? My uncle. It was like it was like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I moved with my uncle and my aunt. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. (laughs) Yeah. So you moved up here with your uncle. Yep. Stayed with him for the rest of your, and then you just stayed on in Tulsa after high school, or went to college. I went. I went to. I went to Rama. I went to Rama right high school. Bible. It was a Bible college. Um. Which and that's it was down the street from his house, but I I stayed off. I didn't stay at home though. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't stayed at home since I was 18. Mm. Left. I, I don't know. I'm just an independent person as well. And that's, that's probably been, it's probably been the, a bad part of some things that I went through. You know what I'm saying? But I, I, I my mom gave me a chance. Do I want to be here or be outside? And I said, I'm outside. I've been, I've been out the house since I was 18. Yeah. So she lived, does she live in Detroit now? No, she lived. She yeah. lived. She, she she came down here. I moved in uh, October. Yeah. And my mom moved here in like that March or April. Yeah. 
she moved she her and my stepdad and my little sister they came down from detroit and then now they live in houston and my uncle and my aunt they live in atlanta so i'm i'm just here i have a cousin that lives here that's about it some of my best friends they live here Uh, my my church home is here so i got a lot i got i got more than enough family yeah you know uh, yeah, that's that's a big thing too. You said you didn't really grow up in church. I think I grew up in church, and I think for me, it there's good and bad to it because coming up, it's like especially when I got to like my mid twenties, it's like, okay, so am I doing all this stuff because it's legit, like it's real, or am I just doing it because like this is how I was raised, this is how mom and dad told me that I should live, you know what I mean? And so like for you too, that you kind of had that space where you could kind of figure it out for yourself, and then like. It was like the Holy Spirit convicted you yep. and brought you where you needed to be. That's big. Yeah. yeah. Cause for me, I like, I'm kind of, I'm really just getting out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cause I, I was, I was taught church too. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in church. So it's like, being, that's like being in, in a new group of people. Yeah. And so I was like, man, how do y'all act here? And like I said, I'm a chameleon. So it's like, okay, y'all act like this. So I'm gonna act like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like molding myself like based on other people, not mm-hmm. based on what I felt. You know what I'm saying? And I had to, I think going to college away from my family was one of the best things though, even though some of the, the worst time, probably the worst couple of years of my life, uh, it was good in a sense where I, I think I, I found my faith on my own. Yeah. My faith wasn't based on the people that I was around or, you know what I'm saying? I started to mm-hmm. build and uh, hear God for myself. Yeah, go to God on my own. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like mm-hmm. that. Because I used to get prayer. I, that's a, that's one thing I used to get. And there's nothing wrong with getting prayer, mm-hmm. but I used to get prayer about the same thing over and over because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what do you mean get? What do you mean get prayer? So I'll give you an example. I didn't know if I was. I didn't know if I was supposed to play basketball or do music. Oh, I know what you're saying. So yeah, every, yeah, I got you. every, I, so I got it prayed. You know what I'm saying? They prayed over me. Yeah. I go yeah. every week, like, man, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm, I'm searching. I'm, you know, but I didn't know that, man, you need to wait on God. Like, He'll give you the answer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, and yeah. I was so conditioned and performative. I thought, it, like, when I pray, I'm getting the answer right then and there. I ain't got right. the answer. I got to pray again. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. to be honest, God gave us free will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He gave us free will mm-hmm. for him. As long as he's added in our decisions, he's not going to, you know what I'm saying? He's not holding that against us. You know what I'm saying? If we're yeah. honoring decisions we're making, we have free will to make the decisions. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't, I didn't think of it like that at first. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. thought I had to pray and like, you know what I'm saying? Pray until some push, pray until something happens. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all man-made cliches. It's like, yeah, the, I mean, the church does a lot of good, but then it does a whole lot of bad, too. Just the judgmental, the the way that they speak the things of the Bible, like the way they teach. Because there's a lot of stuff that in the church that I grew up, once I got older and thinking about all this stuff and praying about it for myself and, and searching out these answers, like, like, why are you even teaching that kind of stuff? Like, I wouldn't be accepted in the church that I grew up in just because I got tattoos. You know mm. what I'm saying? Oh. Stuff like that. And then it's like King James only... You know, it's stuff like that, and it's just so, if you look back to, like, the Pharisees, the church, a lot of the churches now, not not all of them, like, the church that we go to now, it's a good church, but there yeah. are a lot of churches out there 
that it's just like the Pharisees. They're making up laws that was never it's that like, was never attended in the Bible. Even putting politics in it, it's like, man, like, yeah, I'm not with that. I, I, I feel like there. I know. I don't know what the scripture says, but I know for a fact that it's a scripture that says you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like he he specifically asks us not to do that. Even act, not act, tell people your position. It's like that's your position. It's not because I think he knew it would cause division. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, we're we're all called to be a light. You know what I mean? That's it. So that's that should be like our number one priority is just trying to point people back to Christ, point people to God. You know, and then uh, yeah, try to try to stay out of some of that stuff because that ain't gonna do nothing. But like you said, divide. That's all we're seeing in this country nowadays is just division, constant division. Left versus right, red versus blue, this versus that, us versus. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's it's really not, to, not how it's yeah. supposed to. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, but it's crazy. But so to get to get back to kind of. Uh, fashion a little bit so like you're i guess you're big into shoes and stuff too right absolutely okay absolutely. so what's you might if you maybe you have it or just a shoe that you want which would be what would be your favorite uh kanye west nike drop two red october not, is, you have it or you want it it's, a, it's i do not have it it is on the market right now for ten thousand dollars well that's that that's chump change for you right big money and i wish <laughs> and I, I, when I when I get the money, when you see me in some red October, just know, okay, he he something has changed in his life financially. Lunch lunch would be on you that day. Is that what you're telling me? Oh yeah. I, what what are them ones called that? Uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. The ones that uh, uh, Michael J. Is it Michael J. Fox wore on uh, Back to the Future? You know what I'm talking about? Those gray oh, ones. About the, uh, I can't remember what they're called off the top of my head. Air Mac. Those those are crazy. Yeah, they glow too, don't they? They're they're really not meant to be worn though, because yeah. like you can break the bulbs in them. Yeah, yeah. yeah like if those... you will break the lights in them. I like the uh, I like the Jordan fours. Yeah, I got a couple pairs of fours. I, I don't have any Jordan fours. I, I try to get some every time they come out um, on the little. Uh, the little Nike app or whatever, but they, they sell out so quick and I wear a size 13. So it's hard to find, you know, and then you try to go on these secondhand websites and it's like, I got three kids. I can't pay that kind of, <laughs> that kind of money for some shoes. For sure. I feel that. I feel that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I wanted, uh, you might make fun of it. I just thought they were cool. And just cause I watched the movie when I was younger too, but they had the Jordan fours, the, uh, where the wild things are edition. Did you see those? Yeah. Yeah, those, yeah, those are crazy. Those are crazy. I wanted those, but like I said, they go too quick. But they go. You literally have to be on the site the the very second they drop. Yeah, um, yeah. I, did you see the brushstroke ones? The one that's got like the paint splatter on them? No, I haven't seen those. I got those, and uh, they were hard, they was hard to get. I had to call, do what? They're fours. No, they're not fours. They're uh, I'm not sure which ones they are. So I think that might be the ones. The ones, yeah, but they. Um, I had to get my call my wife and get her out of the bed and yeah. say, "Hey, get ready, because as soon <laughs> as this drops, you're going to try to get me a pair." I was at work. You to get up. Like, <laughs> I was at work on my phone. I'm like, okay, as soon as this drops, 
So I, you know, I had her do it. We were we were able to get a pair, so it worked out. But she wasn't too happy with me, but it was worth it. <laughs> you got them, though. Got them. Yeah, exactly. That's the key. That's the key. Sometimes you got to do it. You know. Yeah, you got to step out there. Mm-hmm. Got to. So, uh, so music-wise, um, how how did you meet Ty? Ty Bryson. Uh, I don't know. Ty randomly. Well, I do know. I don't know how he got my number. Yeah. I just remember in 2015, 16, he just randomly called me. <laughs> and I didn't know him from a can of paint. So I'm like, bro, how you oh, get for real? I, did, I had no idea. But he was like, man, I just heard your project on SoundCloud. Things change. It's amazing. And I'm like, like who is this? You know what I'm saying? Who is this again? <laughs> right. I mean, my name's Ty Brazel, man. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he was just like, man, like, I see where you're going. I just want you to know I got a little bit of rank. I got a little bit of pool. I know people here and there. I just want to, you know what I'm saying, spread your name as far as I can. Mm. You're, you know I'm saying, you're dope. You're fire. And uh, he was genuine. It was serious. He, yeah. Everything he said on the, that phone call that day, he did it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he single-handed yeah. put me in front of, like, KB. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He single-handedly put me in front of uh, RG. Before, this yeah. is before RG was even signed. Like at, at this yeah. time, I was kind of bigger than RG. You know what I'm saying? Um, but he he introduced me in RG. Um, so it's like Ty. Ty's just been one of those uh, like people, real that, dude. Music that kind of is it's deeper than music with me and Ty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like Ty has helped me in times that I I like that I family members haven't even helped the way, you know what I'm saying? Ty has helped at times. Yeah. And Ty knows my mother. Ty knows my stepdad. Oh, wow. Ty knows my little sister. And a lot of people don't know that, but it's like, I, I literally talked to him on the phone today for like an hour and a half. Do you need to tell him to come on? I've been trying to find out how to get a hold of him. I went on the his website and everything, trying, but it, he's a, I emailed, it said, uh, he's it, a ghost. It, do what? He's a ghost. Yeah, it, it, I, I emailed the website and it was like, it emailed me back and said, uh, for like, this is only an email for uh, questions about merch. Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I met him a couple times. Um, I met him in Nashville at uh, what what concert was that? That was a, uh, was it Better Late Than Never? Andy and Lecrae and all them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, better. I think it's better late than never tour, and he was there. And uh, I had been following him for a while, and I well, I followed both of y'all for a while. I've been following both of y'all for years. But he, uh, I went out in the lobby. I got a, I got a hot dog. The game. I mean, the uh, concert was about to start, so I got like a hot dog and a bottle of water. And I was walking through there, and I, and I was like, that dude looks just like Ty Brazel. Surely he ain't just out here walking around. You know, in right. th- this is like his environment. These are his people. Right. You know, and so then I went in there and I went with my brother and I said, I think Ty Brazel is out there. And uh, he's like, no, nah, go back out there and look. So I went out there and I just went up to him, dapped him up. He was cool. I got a picture with him. And in the picture, I got like the hot dog and the, the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't put the food down. But uh, yeah, he was. But then that was like, uh, I can't remember what year that was. That had to be like 2016 or 17, something like that. And then I seen him again. Um, in Chattanooga, he did the Winter Jam. Okay. And yeah. I went up, and he and it had been like over a year. And uh, I went up to him and said something. He's like, "Yeah, I know you, don't I?" 
And I was like, you know, all the people he's seen recognized you. Yeah, and I, and we had only talked for like a couple minutes, you know what I'm saying, like a, over a year before or something like that in in I, I Nashville. Like, I was like, that. But yeah, he's a cool dude. Yeah. I, I know. Anytime I see one of his records comes out or one of yours comes out, there's always going to be one joint song on there. Oh, me and like, Todd. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all ever we, talked about doing like a whole album? Nah, nah, nah. We don't want to do a joint album. Mm. I think it, it, it'll be hard anyway because Ty is signed. Um, so he would just have to put me through a yeah. bunch of blues that, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even yeah. want to. Yeah, too much headache. Too much headache. So we just stick to the one, we just stick to the one track records. Um, like I'm, he's working on an album now. I'm on it. He was on my last album. I don't think he's going to be on my new album. Mm-hmm. But I'm on, you know what I'm saying? I'm on his. Yeah, that's probably that's probably for the better, too, because you don't want to do too much. Too and it's like, uh, nah. yeah, and then it just waters it down. Yeah, we, we want to make sure the songs we do, like Starlit, you know, Shining, that they just they just go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we almost like we never miss. Yeah. So we, we kind of yeah. want, actually, we it's, it's intentional how we work together. You know what I'm saying? Very intentional. It's kind of intentional with everybody that I work with, especially when I start putting you on my music. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't put a lot of people on my music just because, like I said earlier, I'm just particular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Ty's, yeah. Ty's that guy. Yeah, I, I usually anytime a new album comes out, I usually start from the beginning. I think like everybody does and goes down. But anytime I get one of y'all's, I'm like, I got to go to that song first and listen to it because I know it's gonna be crazy. Uh, <laughs> that's always the go-to on the album but uh yeah music is such a like like a powerful avenue to go to because and it's like the same thing like i said i had zanti on before and i said like the same thing to him and i kind of want to get your response like what you think because like like even like with this podcast like i'm trying to point people to christ or like yeah. if you go to church and you're listening to a preacher preach at you or whatever for you know half an hour 45 minutes whatever it is um like you're in that w- rare space where you could get across a message in two minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's just like music is such a powerful avenue. And then you look to that. There's a verse. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know it's in revelations where it's like, even in heaven, the, the angels are going to be singing a new song. And it's in like revelation. I don't remember what it was, but like, so what, what is that? What, how does that, how does that feel to you? Like to know that kind of like responsibility, like that, that power that you have to be in that rare space where you can get across like, Basically, in a, in a track, you can get across the gospel to somebody in just that, that two, three minutes, whatever it is. Yeah, nah, uh, it's a good question. Um, I actually take that side of it very, 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 very serious. I don't, I don't, I really don't take, uh, I don't really take impact lightly. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because um, for that reason alone, like you can, you can shape someone in a three minute song. Yeah. You, know you can. Oh, yeah can change somebody's mind in a three minute song. You know what I'm saying? You can make somebody take a life or give life in a three minute song. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You can, especially like in music too. Like coming up for me, I was listening to, I don't listen to that type of music anymore, but I was listening to like the Joker, uh, you know, Matt <laughs> Miller, all that kind of, you know what I mean? And so it's like, oh. do what? You were listening to the Joker? Yeah, we do it for fun. Part yeah, one, we do two, three, fun. seven. Oh, that's oh, that's cold. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. about the Joker. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, but that that was really the only thing I messed with was the uh, we do it for fun. That was yeah, really yeah. the only thing he had that was terrible. He was so young too. He was wasn't he like sixteen or he something? Like, he was dropping. We do it for fun. One, he was like sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we would listen to that before games stuff. But anyway, I don't, I don't listen to that kind of stuff anymore. Yeah, uh, and I'm not trying to say um, if you listen to it, that's a bad thing. But like, I know personal conviction for me is like I try. You know what I mean? But music is like you can listen to one track. And it could just like close your eyes and it just take you back to whatever in high, you know high school or middle school, like a memory. Yeah. You know, just like the power, like you said in music, where it's just like it could just take you somewhere so quickly, mm-hmm. you know. And then it, it can just change your whole outlook, your mood for that day or whatever. Yeah. There's not there's not a whole lot of other avenues that are that you could say that about. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's not. It's the it's that rhythm, man. That like that dopamine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people get addicted to that. They want to get that. They want to experience that feeling over and over. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I try. I, I I'm very intentional about that because, and I think that's that's what takes me so long to make music um, because it's hard for me to like. I'm learn. I'm teaching myself how to just make a song mm-hmm. without like not trying to have a deep message or tell a story. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like some we do it for fun. Just make make a song that people can just turn on. Like, it don't gotta be a, you, it's not moment music. It's not, uh, uh, you gotta get something out of this every time you hear it music. It's just, we, some, we do it for fun. So it's like, I'm, I'm naturally, because I, I have a, you know what I'm saying? I've always been with words and things like that. I want to say something, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure that I'm, I want to make sure that I'm, pushing people to make right choices and just be like one thing my mentor has been uh, telling me is just get 2% better. Like, so Mm -hmm. people, people focus so much on trying to reach the hundred percent, reach the 200 percentile. And it's like, man, you can get there a lot quicker. If today you focusing on just being 2% better than when you were yesterday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, yeah, in three months, you will probably, if you focus like that, in three months, you could be a lot further than you were, you know what I'm saying, trying to do it for a week at a time, and then three weeks you take off because you burnt yourself out. Right. Trying to be something, you know what I'm saying? So it's like... Yeah. And then you're just in the same place. Same place in the same type of cycle. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, that's that's one thing, you know what I'm saying, to put it in layman's terms, I just try to help people be 2% better every album, every record, even myself, you know what I'm saying? I want to mm-hmm be able to touch people in all ways through music, not just in one way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So that takes time. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate your time today. I appreciate the way that you like present yourself, the way that you go about your music too. Cause like I said, I've always been like a rap fan and like, I didn't get into Christian rap until, which I don't know if you consider yourself Christian rap or whatever, but I know people get kind of weird about the titles, but it's, it's whatever. Yeah, so I mean, I didn't get, really get into that scene until I don't know. I, th- I think I heard Andy and Lecrae in like 2014 or 15, something like that. But it's like, especially now that I have kids, um, like my son, he's he just turned four, and so he's a big, you know, he loves rap and stuff like that. And he's funny because if he likes a song, he'll say, uh, you know, what is this music? And so we, uh, he's a big Andy Minio fan. He likes Minio. That's what he calls him, Minio. We're, we're, let's listen to Minio. And so uh, I put on your record the other day, and uh, I can't remember which song it was. It might have been Hunger Games. 
Okay. And uh, we were driving down the road. He was just sitting there, and he's kind of bobbing his head a little bit. And then he said, "Hey, that what is this music?" And what so I was it? like, "So you got the green light from him?" So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, he's crazy. Like that, like you know what I'm saying. And I and it's intentional because I want people to, I want kids who you know what I'm saying, who may not have a you know what I'm saying a, a dad present in their life to put them on the right music. Mm. I'm saying a kid uh, like myself who may have a dad put in their life, but my dad, you know what I'm saying? When I listened to music with my dad, we was listening to Nas. We was listening to yeah. uh, Public Enemy. You know what I'm saying? We was right. listening to stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's that's what he pushed to me. So it's like, that's that's what I that's what I cater to. So it's like, I want to make music that, you know what I'm saying? Like yourself, I'm, I'm proud to play this in front of my kid. I'm, I'm proud yeah. to play this in front of my wife. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm probably to play this in front of my mother. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All capacity. So it's like, I think, because my mom pushed that for me. It's, and it's not that I, I don't consider myself Christian. I think, I think I just, I, I tell people, man, I would make the songs I make, whether I'm secular or not. Because one thing, the, you know what I'm saying? My mom was big on supporting me because I chose not to curse in my music. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? She, she asked me not to. Like the day that I dropped out of college and came to her, she was like, "Man, I, I know you can make music, but I would like you." I'm saying I'm the oldest of six, seven. Mm-hmm. It's four girls. Everybody's looking at you. Yeah, it's like, man, and that on top of that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I, I didn't grow up in a like where you talk about things you didn't actually do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like even though I grew up in certain areas, I didn't go to the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was around a lot of people, but I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Doing a lot of drugs like that. Like, I wasn't partying hard and skipping class. Like, I was in school. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I was home before the streetlight came on. Because mm-hmm. that's how I was raised. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, how dare I get on wax and start talking about me living a style that I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like You don't know nothing I'm, about. I'm going to hear this and it's like, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, you probably did some things, but it's like, the things that I talk about are things that actually happen. Like, yeah, it's not, I, I'm not about to get on wax talking about big booty girls like not my yeah. thing you know I, yeah. I didn't i didn't grow up with that so it's like somebody knows you is like what are you, what are you talking yeah. about you was just over here we was playing xbox yesterday he <laughs> wasn't with no you know what i'm saying like yeah yeah you know, and being true being true because it's a lot of peer pressure in the world to actually do those talk about those things you know what i'm saying and if i can be as cool as i can be as humble as i can be and still make the most fire music as I can, man, I can change a generation of men or and women yeah. to present themselves and as true who, to who they are, not to what culture says you should be, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or present yourself what culture said you should pre- present yourself as. If that You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Was that on your side or mine? What? Did you hear that noise? Yeah, I definitely thought that was on your side. Okay, that's our rooster. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, my wife, my wife, she's, I love her, but she, um, she's big on getting random animals. And so we got, I think we got five or six chickens out in the back. And then at one time we had like three or four rabbits out there in the garage. We got three kids, uh, one on the way. And yeah, that thing's going crazy back there. You got like nine you got like ten children, basically. Not me. 
Oh, this is your wife, right? This, this, this her? Oh, I'm... <laughs> yeah. No, not me. It's her. I told her <laughs> um, whenever she talked about getting those rabbits, um, because it was about the time that she had got pregnant. And so I said, uh, by the way, happy anniversary to her. We just got, uh, it was six years for us this past weekend. And so happy anniversary, babe. I love you. But, um, so she had got pregnant and then she's talking about, she wants to get all these rabbits. And I'm like, I said, well, I'm not messing with them. You can, you can get them if you want to, but I'm not messing with rabbits. I'm not messing with poop. I'm not feeding them. I'm not doing any of that stuff. And you know how that goes. They, they tend to get their way. They know what buttons to push. If you know, if you catch my drift. But uh, she, so I told her when she first got him, I said, um, it's going to be hard for you with that pregnant belly to get down there in that cage and clean them rabbit cages out. Right, right. You better sell them things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we, so like I said, we had like, uh, I want to say we had like six and uh, she got them down. Now we only got one out there. But um, yeah, she's talking about getting rid of that, getting rid of that one too. Sorry, but, man. Sorry you had to go. Yeah, it's like a zoo. That's the thing, you know, you always hear like your dad growing up, you see it on TV and stuff like that, where it's like, nobody ever listens to the dad. Like I'm, I'm living proof of that. Nobody ever listens. I'm living it. I can't complain. I'm blessed. I'm a blessed man. So I don't need to be, I I can't be do what I can't wait to not, to not be listened to. Yeah. I can't prospects. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a prospect, not prospect. Well, I mean, no judgment here. I mean, whatever you, whatever you're comfortable with. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Yeah, it's it's a blessing. Like I said, we we had we had just celebrated our six years, so it was like uh, I was talking to one of my friends about that the other day, and it's like, you know, it's biblical that. Um, and I tell my wife this all the time. Like, we're raising our kids to leave. You know, like that's our job as the parents. Like, if we got three thirty-year-old kids and they're still living at the house, we didn't do our job. You know what I mean? So it's like, we're supposed to be training our kids up to leave. It's biblical for them to grow up, get married, you know, do their own thing. And so it's like, I'm, I'm just, I just say all that to say, like, I'm, I'm thankful. I wouldn't be where I am in my life, you know, had not been for my wife, the Lord blessed me. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's a, yeah, it's a blessing. Marriage is definitely a blessing, but then it, it definitely comes with some craziness too. Like you're hearing this rooster right now. Craziness. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But yeah, so I don't want to take too much more of your time. I appreciate you coming on spending some time with us today and this is dope got, great conversation some, i appreciate it man i appreciate it um you have any like uh maybe like a final word of encouragement maybe a bible verse like maybe a life verse, anything like that anything at all uh yeah man i always tell people man whatever you're going for uh know that you're called to do it mm-hmm. stay consistent in it yeah you know, and the results will show the fruit will you know, improve to be true the main two are in the plant the seed and water is. Mm. Yeah, man, keep going. Uh, same to you with the podcast. As time keeps going, get everything you need. First camera, you know what I'm saying? First mic. Yeah. First, I'm saying first piece of gear, first mixer, first pair of headphones. You know what I'm saying? Just take your time with it. You know what I'm saying? And as you step, God will step with you. you know what I'm mm-hmm. I would love to, you know what I'm saying, look back and for years, two years, a year, and you have a whole setup. You know, people, you know, what I'm saying, the vision for the. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I and mean, this is if you're wondering what's going on with the, we homeschool our kids. Yeah. So this is the this is the homeschool room. So this is the only if you're hearing, we all the kids are upstairs, 
So if you're, if it sounds like we're raising cattle, it's they're just running up there. I got two boys, you know, they're two years apart, so they're wrestling and oh, fighting yeah. and killing each other, all that right. fun stuff. But, but yeah, like I said, I appreciate it. And yeah, that's so true. Definitely. Um, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, what you sow, you reap. So if you're, if you're sowing that good, that good seed and putting in that hard work, it's going to, God's going to bless it. Especially if you're, you're making sure you're in his will and exactly you know what i mean not not trying to do anything on your own strength because like isaiah 64 6 says even like our good deeds are filthy rags you know yeah. so it's like anything apart from god ain't gonna work and we're seeing that just in like society you know what i mean but it's crazy but yeah like i said i appreciate you coming on yes and, sir uh, where you want to tell the people where to where to follow you you got twitter and instagram yeah. and all. twitter instagram uh, Facebook, all Paris Careers, P-A-R-R-I-S, D-H-A-R-I-Z. Uh, you can follow me on MySpace, Black Planet. MySpace? Crystal Ming Christian Mingle. There you go. Uh, all of that, man. Psalm 69. So, what, MySpace? Is that even? No, nah, I was just joking. I was just joking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, tried, I got on MySpace a couple of years ago, and I know I just said I'm going to let you go. We'll just end with this. But I got on MySpace a couple of years ago. I think it's just a, a platform now for music, right? Yeah, it is. So I mean, you probably could go follow you on there because you got. I ain't got to no, put. I don't have my, my. I don't have a MySpace. I don't have a MySpace. You're missing out. Nah, nah, nah. I ain't missing out. I got a song <laughs> on SoundCloud. Follow me. You might find some of the Joker on MySpace. <laughs> He'll be up there. He might still be up there. <laughs> he probably is. He probably is. All right, man. I, pr I appreciate it, man. This was fun. Yes, sir, man. Have a good one. Yes, sir. You too. Later. <laughs>